This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, everyone told him he couldn't be a broadcaster. He couldn't do it in an English audience. Harder Ryan Singh, Canadian sports announcer and journalist, tells us how he became Canada's first Punjabi hockey broadcaster and then graduated into the English version of hockey as well. He shares his love for the game in his new book, One Game at a Time. Canada loves cheese to a truly absurd level. Marcello Torini, Chief Business Development Officer at Consortium of Parmigiano-Reggiano Cheese, joined the shift from Italy and tells us the history behind the 900-year-old cheese and why Canadians eat so much of it. Black Friday edition of Game Showy Trivia. Ben O'Hara Byrne is our very special guest contestant. We also celebrate his birthday on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. There is a guy that I admire. I might even have a man crush on him. It's true. <laughs> Harder Ryan Singh is a broadcaster. He's a sports broadcaster. And you're probably going to recognize him. He used to do the uh, Hockey Night in Canada Punjabi broadcast and then moved over to the English side, which in itself is amazing, let's be honest. Um, and uh, and now he's got a book out. So I invited him to come on the show. And he actually said yes. Can you believe that? Um, he's in Calgary. He's awesome. Harder Ryan, how are you? I'm uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Shane. Oh, it's my pleasure. You are a, uh, a TV broadcaster, and you are the dude with the big black beard and the turban. You are the hockey broadcaster that nobody has ever seen before. Well, and I'm ready for the playoffs all the time with the beard. All right? the time, right? <laughs> I feel yeah. Although I'm only a seasonal beard grower, so you guys well, that good, are, you guys that are committed to this lifelong beard thing, I truly <laughs> admire it because I get just get to a point where it tickles my ears, and I'm like, okay, I'm out. So. <laughs> Your your uh, your belief system is strong, and I love that. And your willingness to grow it out is so cool too. Um, hockey, uh, not the typical hockey guy, Harner Ryan. I mean, you're supposed to be calling soccer, aren't you, by stereotype? <laughs> wow. Okay, that's where we're starting. Eh? Well, you know what? Um, I was uh, I'm born here in Alberta, uh, and born during a time when the Oilers and the Flames were the best teams in the NHL, and there was a fellow named Wayne Gretzky around, and. Mm -hmm. So you were surrounded by it, right? Like it didn't matter if you turned on the TV, the radio, the newspaper. Um, and, and growing up in a small town in Brooks, Alberta, I was so obsessed with it. Uh, it became what I, that's what I was known for amongst my classmates uh, and teachers and in the community. And hockey for me, if you think about it, okay, so I'm a, I'm a kid in a small town, Brooks, Alberta. There's no other family from our faith we look different. We wear it on our sleeve, you know, parents, turbans, we're vegetarian. Brooks has the biggest meatpacking. Yeah, plant that's strange. In North wow. America, Amazing. you know, speak Punjabi at home, different music, different food, everything, right? And so you show up in kindergarten and you realize you're different because my name's 10 letters long with four vowels in it. And you know, you're an outsider. But when I reflect back on my journey, um, I'm thankful uh, and I'm so grateful to have had hockey in my life because hockey allowed me to create friendships that I wouldn't have been able to create had it not been for my passion for the sport. You know, I was the subject of a ton of curiosity and other classmates uh, who were bigger, stronger, you know, uh, the, the boys who were on the ice more often than I was, they found it cool that, hey, this guy knows a lot about hockey. And I think that really 
helped me um, break the ice with with a lot of my classmates at, at my school and, and amongst everybody in that town. Well, it's it is really cool. I mean, the the example that you set is is so good. I mean, the language alone. I mean, the the fact that you've done it in two different languages is, is impressive. <laughs> um, and the ability to go back and forth and do it is just it's quite mind blowing. But here you are. You you have carved a new path, Harner Ryan, and you've got a book out that tells a little bit of this story. Uh, we want everyone to read this book. So um, let's quickly start backwards here give me a website where people can get it i'll post that up at shiftheads.ca so everyone can see what we're talking about yeah so the book's called one game at a time and so it's available at uh, indigo chapters amazon or one game at a time.ca uh, and for me, it's, you know, it's that hockey cliche, but it's literally what I went through in terms of um, defying the odds, first and foremost, to even get my foot in the door. And then the creation of Hockey Night Punjabi and then um, for 14 seasons, building and building and paying for my own flight, sleeping at airports and, and just kind of having to go above and beyond to prove myself and then you know, knocking on that door, which I was told so many times along the journey would be a barrier by many different people, whether that was, you know, professionals who my family and parents were friends with, whether that was teachers and professors at my broadcast school, whether that was executives in the in the radio TV industry here in Alberta, where I've heard those words that we're not sure if our audience is ready for someone like you. It had, it had never been done before mm -hmm. sports. I mean, forget about sports, TV and radio. It wasn't, there wasn't any diversity on TV and radio, let alone sports. Right. So, yep. um, you know, people were apprehensive about it. People didn't think it was uh, realistic. And so, from, from all of that to, you know, to meeting my wife, to, to uh, all sorts of stories about Gretzky and just the trials and tribulations of getting to, to where I am today. Um, and then there was this Benino, Benino, Benino goal call that I did for the Pittsburgh Penguins one year. Yeah. Uh, mind you, when the Canadian teams, no Canadian team had made the playoffs and everybody was like so worried about what was going to happen. And there was a blessing in dis disguise and error in my notes that had me all of a sudden on stage in front of 400,000 people in Pittsburgh um, with Sidney Crosby and the rest of the Penguins celebrating their Stanley Cup in 2016. And and eventually, even now, just, uh, you know, I, I was able to host the, uh, the CBC Sports Olympic hockey coverage. And so th there's so much that happened from my childhood to get to this stage um, and, and that's kind of what's in the book. It's, it's a, I, I hope to inspire people that if I can do it, this is the country that proves that anybody can do it, right? Yeah. You can be proud of who you are and still achieve whatever your heart desires. Well, this conversation is is so good, and and you're uh, the, from what your friends that I know say about you, you're not one to name drop or any of those things. So I'll do it on your behalf. <laughs> um, the foreword of the book, by the way, is the boy on the front of the book? Is that you? It is. Oh, yes. that's a handsome little fella, that guy. Hey, look back at that <laughs> the, young the chap. The toy microphone, which my parents who are retired teachers, they realized that, you know, okay, I had a passion for this. They didn't realize how much they were nurturing it. And uh -huh. I, I was being told even from my dad, who's a PhD in math, that what are you going to do making your brain this encyclopedia of hockey? Like, 
you gotta you gotta focus on something realistic but yeah it was my parents who got me the toy microphone so i could you know pretend to call games and pretend to host the nhl awards (laughs) that's so good so now you have a four you have a book out so harder ryan sing hosts hockey uh on canada you've done tons of work and uh around edmonton and calgary just geographically mostly and then of course some of the national broadcasts and all those things too uh now you have a book out harner ryan and you are on a national scope. You're on an international scope. Your book, The Forward, is written by Ron McLean. You got to do a broadcast with Kelly Rudy, who, when you were a young man, I saw that that little clip, by the way, with yeah. you and your, your Team Canada jersey, and when you met him for the first time. That's right. And you... So the, you're like a, a young man with your, uh, your teenage mustache and all those things that young men do. <laughs> and you... Um, and then you meet Kelly Rudy, and he's just the, the kindest of souls. And now here yes. you are calling a game. He's doing color commentary. That's where you've come, Harner Ryan. Like, that's where you've come. It's mind-boggling to me. I, I often have to even stop and reflect and think, like, is this real? Is this even happening? Um, just because... I, you know, Shane, when you're, when you're told so many times, um, and I'm not blaming anybody, it was a cautionary tale, right? Everybody didn't, a lot of people didn't think this was possible. So when you're told that so many times, when a person like myself who loves Canada, I'm one of the biggest patriotic Canadians you can imagine, Canadian flag, bedroom window growing up and, you know, all of it. I I had to still justify myself as a Canadian Mm -hmm. uh, many, many times through my life, you know, and whether that's at the grocery store, whether that's meeting people professionally um, to prove my Canadian-ness to them because because I look different, that makes that plant, that all of that together plants the seed of doubt in your mind. And so, you know, there's so many things we can go, go like so many different ways to go with on that. Cause sometimes when the opportunity even arises, it's like, do I even deserve this? Like, mm-hmm. is this like, how is this even happening? And so when you mentioned being able to call a game with Kelly Rudy, one of the few people who was very encouraging in my younger years when I met him um, and you mentioned he's such a great soul, such a genuine, genuine, kind-hearted individual to be able to now call games with him is just, it's surreal right because mm-hmm. it's like holy smokes it's this this is it like i'm actually here and and uh it's really special it is it's fantastic now you're not only setting an example for um young Sikh men you are setting an example for women in broadcasting from all different faiths and cultural backgrounds family lineage and all those canadians that are doing it i remember seeing there was a day when i um I saw you the first time by accident because I had set my PVR to record a hockey game and it recorded okay. the Punjabi broadcast. <laughs> and You're I not turn- alone. I've heard this story right? before. And I turned many. it on and I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? Right. Yeah. So, but it was the only version of the broadcast I had because yeah. it was, yeah. I, I, I recorded it and I wanted to watch the game. So I watched it yeah. and, and hearing it in another language in itself was confusing and exciting and mind boggling <laughs> and all those things. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. But then I saw you step across into the English. And I remember the first time that I watched you and I was like, I was like, oh, this is weird. I'm just being honest. I'm yeah, not judging. Yeah, for sure. Just being for honest. Sure. My experience of it was this is weird. And then I heard you and I was like, oh, he's good. And <laughs> but that's where it ended for me. And you know You know what, Shane? I wasn't even that good on those first few games. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, so thank you for that. There, there's but a natural as you mentioned, the, you the a dual language. Way. 
the dual language, you know, just to be honest with you as well, like the dual language thing is a bit, especially starting out, I call, I at that point had called over 700 games in the language of Punjabi. Your brain gets wired yeah. to do something a certain way. And even though, as you can hopefully tell from here, I, you know, I have a Canadian accent, I hope I, you know, and oh, so. Oh, you do. You can eh, hear eh? your Canadian, eh? <laughs> so, uh, so even though I speak, uh, you know, a lot of English, it, it was a bit of a battle and there, and then there's there's the pressure you put on yourself too yeah. right because it's like you've been asking for that for so long and you just feel like you have to hit it out of the park because you don't know if other opportunities like that are going to come and yeah. you're putting the pressure of your community on yourself because you're the first to do this so there's a lot of that so uh, you know there's so many emotions and so that's why those first couple of games may have been tentative but slowly but surely i've i'm starting to feel like myself uh, yeah. on the well, that's encouraging. I, I, I get it that your experience of it is that there's more to give and that's exciting. But my experience of it is just it's been dynamite. Now, there's one phrase that I wanted to ask you about um, yeah. uh, that you say, and you have to promise me you'll never change it. Okay. But I want you to think of me, and it, I don't know if it comes from a loss in translation or if it's just a creation of your mind, but yeah. you always say uh, the box of punishment. Yes. Now, in the original, the way that I heard it originally, I played hockey for all those years. We used to call it the sin bin. Yes, and, yes. Right? And so I yeah. was curious, was that a translation change, an idea, or whatever? Because you have to promise me, you got to keep saying it because it is the best. <laughs> I love it. It is my favorite thing that you say in all the broadcasts is the um, is the box of punishment. So how did that come about? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. I'm glad you like it. Um, and it's a little bit of flavor from the Punjabi side. So... Uh, on Hockey Night Punjabi, we uh, say Saja Da Dabba, and that, that actually translates back into English as box of punishment. So it, it, I've incorporated a few things that I, I did on the Punjabi side and I've I've used them on the English side. And, like and you it. know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, you know, you might as well, if, you know, I, I, if I'm able to bring a little bit of a different flavor, why not? Right. And yeah. um, you, even my goal call styles, uh, like that's something I've got a really uh, passionate uh, music background as well. And so, uh, you know, when when singers uh, are able to hold on to a note for as long as possible, um, that's one of those things like if, you know, maybe in, in the Western music world, you can think of Mariah Carey or somebody who's who's got those the vocal cords and the capacity to be able to hold a note for so long. And so I, I on my some of my goal calls, I love to try to beat out the goal horn in the arena, right? Yeah, that's so if so it's good. Connor McDavid or now, you know, Nazem Qadri or whoever, um, and it has to be a big enough goal, right? So I'm looking for if the game's tied at uh, tied late in the third period or maybe um, it's overtime for sure those are the times when I'm going to utilize something like that not it's not just for an, any random goal but it's for any team and this is something that English uh, hockey viewers have had to some of them who aren't familiar with what I did on the Punjabi side um, they have had to get used to because sometimes people have been like oh he's a Flames fan oh he's an Oilers fan but actually it's the situation that represents itself so if if you know Jonathan Uberdo scores the game winning goal in OT that call's coming out if it's Kyler Yamamoto for the Oilers that call's coming out it has nothing to do with you know bias or alliance so it's it's been a, it's been interesting to, to you know see the feedback and it's kind of fun too well you you do amazing things let's get back to the book Hunter Ryan saying here with your book um what do you hope for with the book um it was a I don't maybe I misunderstood it there was a tweet I think you shared the other day it was like a little uh 
a young fella, Sikh fella with a turban on that was doing some sort of play-by-play stuff or he That's was doing, son. is that your boy? And <laughs> yeah. he, so I was like, so this is like, it's already started next generation. Right. And yeah, and you know that's the power of representation. So just so think cool. about it. I was four and five at his age, and I was, you know, I'm I'm growing up being told that this is impossible. Well, he, no one can say that to him anymore. Yeah. No one can say that to women, any people of color, the hockey world. The doors have finally been opened, and it's like it's it's we're finally making it a welcoming place for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And for that minority out there who the haters, I I want to dwindle that minority even further by doing such a good job to prove them wrong, right? Because there's a whole other thing we'll get into someday too about that. Yep. But I, I I talk about it in the book too. It's the reality of the situation. But um, yeah, that's my son, and that's proven the power of representation right there. I mean, he knows he could have a place in the game of hockey, whether it's playing or as a broadcaster or anything, right? Yeah. Well, and that and that's the exciting part about it. And and yes, here on the shift, we are happy to we'll take on all the hard conversations too because it's real, <laughs> it's legit, and we need to do that. So let's commit to doing that. Um, when someone. I mean, Christmas is great. I'll be, I'll be the filthy capitalist here. Um, Christmas is a great time to give a book. Um, and so why should somebody give this book uh, to a hockey fan or someone who wants to chase their dream, whether it's hockey or not hockey or whatever? Why should they give this book? This story, One Game at a Time, is the ultimate Canadian dream coming to fruition. And why is that? Because Canada is a beautiful nation full of people from all sorts of different backgrounds from different countries we've all come here together and we share this passion for hockey but it doesn't matter as you mentioned if it's hockey or not this this is a story that proves that you know Canada is the best country in the world because because something like this can happen because you can have a creation of of a hockey night in Canada Punjabi and have it be so, so successful that it's in its 16th season or you can have someone like myself with a turban and flowing beard participate in the game of hockey on a national level that uh sorry but not sorry if you're watching that certain game on that night no no matter if you're in northwest territories newfoundland or bc you're getting me right and you're stuck with me um but it's it's a you know it's a it's a fun positive story um about a kid who dreamed and then you know all of the trials and tribulations the roller coaster ride of getting to there and, and and a lot of you know, funny moments in between, but are a lot of moments that make you reflect on this nation. And um, I, I think that the purpose of the book is to inspire and and to and for us as a nation to reflect on on this country and and even for what the game of hockey means to us. When you finish a broadcast, you put your you come home, you put your head down at night, and uh, you know, Harner Ryan, this the normal kid. You know, that, that guy, that little kid that's on the cover of the book, he's alive and well in your heart, right? Like he's very much there. All of the, the joy, all of the fear, all of the you can't do this is there. Um, when you put your head down at night, what, what do you feel most proud of? What's your favorite part that you just think of and you're like, holy cow, I did it. Like what, well, is, what is it for you? You, you? you hit the nail on the head in terms of it's a thrill. Right. And I, I connect with that thrill each and every game. It's just I'm so thankful to be doing it, but I love it so much. I have such a big passion for it. But what I'm most proud of is being able to provide inspiration um, to other Canadians and to show them that this this country be, can be a place for anybody. Um, but also just to just to prove others wrong, to prove that, um, you know, 
any of us, no matter what our background is, how we look, what language we speak, we can all have a place at, at the table. And for me, the, the excuse for this message of believing in yourself, this excuse for the message of going for your dreams and, and goals is through hockey, but it could be anything. And that's what I'm most proud of is I love going to talk to university, high school, junior high students, and being able to tell my journey and say, you don't have to change for anybody. You can be proud of yourself and you can still achieve whatever it is you wanna achieve. And, and I had to take it one game at a time um, literally. And, and so here I am still taking it one game at a time. I hope to be calling hockey games for the rest of my career, the rest of my life. Um, and, and so here I am at this stage, um, you know, with the, with an open book to tell my story. It's so good. Like you have to understand how deep hockey runs in my family. My grandfather was a goaltender and captain of the Flin Flon Bombers in, I think it was 1934, 1936. Like that is how deep <laughs> it runs. And I love it. And you're amazing. And uh, it's a real pleasure to have you here on The Shift. Um, make sure you check out the book. The link is up at shiftheads.ca for everybody. It is uh, Harner Ryan Singh, One Game at a Time. It's a, it's a real pleasure to meet you, brother. And, and, um, and I look forward to chatting more. The, the, the fun, playful stuff and the hard stuff. Let's knock it out. I, as do I. Thanks so much for the time. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again soon, hopefully. This is the Shift Podcast. We have a very special guest who is uh, joining us now uh, in the, on the Shift. And this is fascinating. Fascinating to me. Uh, Marcello Cherini is joining us from Italy. And um, it looks really cold there. You're outside, Marcello, right now. Is it is it cold in Italy at this time of year? I would never think it uh, was. Not really. It changed uh, dramatically last week, but in general, I mean, it's not uh, not like there. Uh, we're just you know ten degrees, maybe eight degrees, oh, nothing not else. Cold. That's a beautiful day here. Not in cold Canada. at all. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> we, uh, help everybody understand uh, where in Italy you are. Uh, I'm in Reggio Emilia, which is the headquarter for Parmigiano Reggiano, but we are also uh, having offices, obviously, in Parma, Modena, in all the provinces. We talk about a very small territory, like five counties for you, nothing more. Okay. Now, this conversation, uh, Marcelo, comes about because the stats about Parmesan cheese in Canada, I mean, that's really it. We Ryan found these stats, and he was like, this is fascinating. Let's go to the source. So literally, we are going to the source of of all of the cheese. Like, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm doing my best to say this right, okay? My Italian's not great. Uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano, 900-year-old well, cheese. No? Did I do okay? You made it. You made it. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. You made it. Okay. Absolutely. Very well. So now the king of cheese is the Parmesan cheese. Um, tell me about what it is that you do. And like, I just imagine it's fascinatingly important and it's got such a legacy. I mean, in Canada, we're so young. We're 150 years old. Uh, Italy is <laughs> like since before the sun was born, I think it was a th place. So tell me about the importance and the beauty of this cheese. Okay, I mean, it's, in reality, it's a heritage of from the monks uh, 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 that they learned how to make these big wheels of Parmigiano cheese uh, a thousand years ago, approximately, or a little bit more. But the first tracks are 900 years. But in general, we learn from them, and we still are using exactly the same methods, uh, handcraft. So there are no modifications in the process. It's a, a raw milk 
so it's not pasteurized. And that's why it's so important to have the quality of the milk super perfect in order not to have problems in production. And in the same time, is uh, no additive at all, as it was at that time. So it's just salt, bran, and milk. So no problem of additive or, or whatever. Lactose-free, 100%, completely. And also a lot of nutritional value like protein and so on. For a thousand years, that was an important diet integrator for many, many people in this area. It's beautiful. It's, I mean, you can hear the, the lineage, the, the long, the long storyline that exists with all of it. Now, here in Canada, we are eating more cheese, twice as much, I believe, uh, than Americans are. Our cheese imports yeah, are up absolutely. almost 7%. And the one food we can't live without really is cheese. So this is where, uh, this is fascinating to me. Are, from your look from Italy to Canada, are, are, are we unique that way? Because, I mean, you food and wine and all the things that you do in your life, are, are we unique that way globally, or are we just on par with most people? Let's say out of Europe or out of Italy, yes, absolutely. It's unique uh, in terms of consumption per capita. And still, there's still a potential, which means that the Canadians can eat it even more in Parmigiano-Reggiano. The problem is just linked with the usage and the knowledge. When it's constant, when they are concerned that the quality of the cheese, what they are paying, is it worth? Obviously, the choice is absolutely well done. And in terms of quantity per capita, it's not enormous compared to Italy, obviously. But compared to other extra EU countries, for sure, absolutely, more than the double than Americans. And I think this is also linked with your rules. I mean, the, the, the people in Canada has obviously Italian rules, Italian culture in, in a melting pot, but they also fused this with a lot of other ethnical um, traditions. And I think you are starting applying Parmesan-Reggiano, not only grated on pasta, which is the most uh, you know, traditional usage, but also in a cheese platter or maybe in a salad or maybe used in the kitchen, in, in the cuisine. So chefs are using even rinds. <laughs> yeah. Rinds of Parmesan-Reggiano are edible. So uh, there's no wax around. It's a completely sustainable product, 100% no waste. So that's why I think Canadians are learning how to do it. And I think in the next future, working together, we will do even better. This is so cool. And I'll be honest, that Parmesan cheese for me, and this is, I feel this, speaking to a guy who literally works in the Parmesan cheese world, I feel this is embarrassing. It, like you can get powdered, powdered out of a bucket yeah. Parmesan, right? That was how I grew up. Perhaps a green one. Yeah, the green one, right? That's exactly right. And um, I, I, that's how I grew up. Now, only in the last couple of years did I actually go to the grocery store and start buying the chunks of cheese from a wheel. I don't need a gigantic wheel, so I buy the little slices and been grating it myself on my food. And when I do that, whether it is a Caesar salad or it's on a pasta or whatever, even my kids have come and said, this is so good. It really is important for us to use quality fresh product in order to get the most out of this amazing amazing cheese isn't it absolutely it changed completely your approach to ingredients and to life in general terms we we call this a kind of an overboost of every platter every you know recipe it's an overboost it doesn't you don't need to use an enormous quantity just yeah. 10 20 grams it's enough and this is uh, you know boosting all tastes all flavors and the good thing this is due maybe to umami taste in parmigiano 
Parmigiano contains uh, grains of uh, protein and casein solidified in minerals. And this is giving a, a very tasty thing without having too much salt or having too much uh, of, of the bad thing, let's say, inside. Uh-huh. So I think uh, it's very balanced. People is understanding the usage, as I told you. And I think in the next future, we will even discover even more. Just think about very funny thing here. We use this as snack for kids. And uh, and uh, we use the rind, for example, in the micro, <laughs> 10 oh. seconds, 20 seconds, just getting softer. And we put just a drop of balsamic vinegar when it's getting out, caramelized, caramelizing. And the cheese are mad about that. That's, so it, And it's cool. a super glass of milk. It's a super glass of milk. And they, they drink milk without being conscious about it. Right. That's fascinating. Okay, so here in Canada, I feel our diet is quite terrible. Um, I think the Western North American culture, I mean, this sort of cheeseburger culture is quite terrible. Um, now, when we, if we were to go to Italy, though, you know, what, what would you put on? What, what do you use Parmesan for other than, you know, snacks and daily part of your life? Is there is there a Canadian food that it sort of equates to for just popular normal use? Because it's been part of Italian culture forever. Is, what do you put it on? The, 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 the easiest way and the most common here is the aperitif. I mean, the aperitif is very interesting in the cheese platter. Nobody thinks about Parmigiano Reggiano in chunks in a cheese platter. Normally, usually you use cheddar or brie or other cheeses, and you all only think about Parmigiano grated. So we use in chunk because it's absolutely completely different from any other cheese. And this is the, the easiest way. And after you start cooking with Parmigiano, so we use also, for, the, for example, in the oven pasta or in pizza shavings on pizza, and it changed completely a margarita pizza style into wow. a fascinating pizza. Really? And uh, yeah, two slices of prosciutto di parma and uh, shavings of parmigiano. And this is the most luxury pizza in the world. That's cool. Or uh, even more, we use also um, cream of parmigiano reggiano made with uh, a little bit of cream, obviously, and parmigiano grated and so on. And we use as dessert together with, you know, strawberries or whatever. It's it's really an application way. And in, in internet, in the web, you can find, you surf and you find tons of information about that. The only problem that people usually don't think about this. <clears throat> is, uh, so is Parmesan cheese, this is, this is the only way I can think about it, to compare it. Is Parmesan cheese like the Ferrari of cars to cheese? In Italy, because, you know, like I, my understanding of F1 and Ferrari in Italy is that yeah. it is like it's it's a religion. Um, but is, is Parmesan like that for the cheeses of the of the of the world? In- Most of cheese lovers, absolutely. They put Parmigiano Reggiano in the first absolute place in the first ranking. And this is not due because of the advertisement or any anything else. The awareness of Parmigiano is conquered in, in on the platter and in mouth. The taste of Parmigiano is unique, and people recognize this, as you were clearly telling. The brand Parmigiano Reggiano nowadays value like Ferrari brand, exactly. So in terms of value, but nobody here uh, is considering this as a financial thing. Mm. We only think about a territory, an origin. You know, think about tourism, for example. People nowadays is moving for food and beverage. It's not really visiting places for museums or, yep. you know, cathedrals. They look for to eat well and drink well and healthy possibly. So people is coming in this region and they discover the new world, not the usually Tuscany or other destination in Italy. And they come here and they find that Parmigiano Reggiano belongs to our to culture and territory. 
this is a big change in mentality. This is good. Uh, Marcelo Torini joins us here from Italy with Parmigiano uh, Reggiano. Parmigiano Reggiano. There we go. Yeah, that's okay. And um, and understanding <laughs> this, so you know, you're on to something good. Marcelo, when people try to steal it, when they try to fake it, when they're making fraudulent versions of it, right? Um, is this a thing in the cheese world, at Parmesan cheese, where people are literally trying to steal kind of like the champagne from France and, and all those things, right? Uh, true Parmesan yeah. cheese, people are trying to do knockoffs and, and pretend that this is the good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking clearly about cheating because it's uh, everybody is free, absolutely produce fantastic cheeses around the world, uh-huh. everywhere. And, and no problem. The only thing we complain is the naming. Right. When you use Italian sounding or similar sound like Reggianito, Parmanito, Parmesano, things like this, because you, you try to have an advantage from a culture of 1,000 years without having all the heritage and the cost of all this. This is the only thing, the name. When people is conscient about that and they can find a shelf, and lucky for you in, in Canada, supermarkets, they are very clear transparent and they try to do a very good job in general so on shelf you find parmigiano reggiano well labeled clear with the dots on the rind and you can recognize so this is the only thing i pretend from our partners around the world that they respect the naming and the protection obviously there's an enormous uh, stolen value out there but consumers are the judges so we need to convince them and to you know give culture to yeah. people this is the only freedom. Well, we can we can sort of compare that to things that I mean, if if people are surprised by that notion, you know, in order for um, Scotch to be Scotch, there are rules. In order for Irish whiskey to be Irish whiskey, there are rules. In order for bourbon to be bourbon, it's got to be from Kentucky and it's got to be brewed uh, and distilled a certain way, right? Um, so yeah. all the casking happens a certain way. All of those things. So it would make sense that if you wanted to call it as we would Parmesan cheese, but Parm parmigiano reggiano i want to get this right by the time we're done um that <laughs> at the end you will be perfect <laughs> i'm gonna get this right i uh, i love this i feel like this is actually more about me hearing your amazing italian accent than it is about cheese because i'm thoroughly enjoying <laughs> this i uh i love it it's such a great accent if if there was if even if italy was an ugly country which it is not it is a beautiful country the world would go to Italy just to hear um, your beautiful accent of all your people because, like, they would. Right? And maybe the cars. Thank they would go you. for the cars, too. Um, so you all not only do you cheese and food. I mean, I, just your personal life, uh, Marcelo, it, what what are what are some of the dishes that we should really try here? I mean, in Canada, I find we're, li- we're limited. Um, what, what, because you not only know the cheese, you know food. I mean, you're an expert sommelier and all these things. What yeah. what are a couple of tips you could give us, maybe some of your favorites that we could try, pairings or whatever? I, I think the easiest thing in life, and people usually don't know, is how to make fresh pasta at home. Fresh pasta at home is so stupid in terms of uh, um, technique, and everybody can learn. It's just that, you know, 100 grams of flour and one egg, and you can do already the most beautiful tagliatelle in your life at home. And it's very simple. There's nothing complicated, no secret, no confidential information. But people, a lot of time, they buy things and they can make at home, okay? So it's in reality, uh, there is no secret in uh, or, or secret dishes or cu- in cuisine. It's just application of what you have. A lot of time, we open the fridge <laughs> and according to what you have inside, yeah. you start doing and cooking. A little bit of fantasy and so on. I think, no. I mean, I know a lot of chefs, star chefs, we have a relationship with many of them in the world 
the best ones. But I learned from them that it's just exercising. It's just practicing. It's just doing a little bit of fantasy. And most of the time, even then, they became famous or for something very easy. But they discovered. So I think discovery and a bit of curiosity is the only secret for cuisine. Nothing else. Uh, creating food, living a created life. I mean, we could translate exactly. that, Marcelo, into all things in our exactly. lives, right? Um, here in North America, we have this drive-through culture where we just drive through the restaurant. They hand us a bag full of food through the window. That must seem so foreign to you. It is the silliest thing in the world, but it is convenient, and um, it does work. The notion that we can take and create um, our food with all this is is really quite fantastic. And I love the fact that you just said, uh, just maybe make your food, right? As opposed to let your food make yeah. you kind of. Shane, it's also an excuse to stay together. The best thing is when you are even two in a family or in a house is to cook together. Even 15 minutes is not needed to do cook hours together. But I think socially is one of the best thing in the world. Or when you do aperitif and you invite some friend, not a lot, but even a few friends, you prepare things together. These things are joining people even more than any other club in the world. I love it. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time. Um, this is so cool. We are connected all the way to Italy. Uh, Marcello, um, is it Marcello or Marcello? Am I saying it wrong even? How, do I, how, how would you say it? It's Marcello. Marcello. Marcello Turini. Marcello yes, Turini. Huh? How's that? I'll try that. And it's uh, Parmigiano Beautiful. Reggiano. Le educate yourself on the cheese. Get the real stuff. Ask at your store. Say, hey, is this Parmigiano Reggiano? Like, ask and learn and make sure it is the real deal and give that a go. Try the fresh Parmesan and um, and give it a go and try this. And not only are you leaving us with cheese, Marcello, you're leaving us with this idea that uh, spending time together, and that's what we love here on The Chef. So thank you, sir, for being so generous. Super. Thank you. Have a good one. Take care. This is the Shift Podcast. It's time for Game Showing, the radio's biggest game show for you on the radio, because it's a radio game show. Now, we couldn't come up with anything better for our name for Game Showing. That's why it's called Game Showing. Ben O'Hara Burn is in Victoria. Shane Hewitt is in Calgary. And here's your host, Ryan O'Donnell. Oh, I thank you, Bobby. Here we are. It's a good, beautiful Thursday morning with me. Time for the game showy. Yes, the most trivia that you can find on the radio at this time of the day. Now, let me ask you, you guys a question. Do you want to do you want to save some money? Do you want to come out of the, the Black Friday in the black, in the positive? Well, I'm going to help you because our category, our theme of trivia today is all about the upcoming shopping holiday that is Black Friday. Now, here's how this all works if you're new to the show and to Game Showy. Our contestants, Shane Hewitt and Ben O'Hara Byrne, will pick a question and difficulty. Now, today we are playing for deals because we want to save you some money. So one deal would be an easy question and two would be a mediocre one, and three would be a very difficult one. Clear? Good? Very easy. Mm -hmm. Now, if you mm -hmm. get the question right, you're going to hear this sound. Wow! That's a low price! That 
that's a low price. Wow, look at that. Wow. But if you get it wrong, you're going to hear this. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, Pretty clear, eh? Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Now, Failure. we have three categories of questions to choose from. We have Black Friday, Canada's mm -hmm. shopping habits, and we're going to play a little good deal or bad deal where I'm going to give you a price and you're going to have to tell me if it's a good deal or not. Now, we also have the very special text line special, a question that is just for shift heads. And when that pops up, it's going to sound like this. Huh. A little birthday flair there. Oh, nice. the text line special. Nice. Now, here's how that works. That question is hidden in the show, and it is only for listeners. Only the listeners can answer it. So when one of the contestants stumbles across it, if the listeners got the question right, the contestant gets two points. So get your phones ready at 877-399-9898. 877-399-9898. I'm going to ask you the question now, get your answers in, and you could be the deciding factor in game showy. Here is the question. What product, what type of product is the most returned in North America? Is it shoes, electronics, home and garden products, or health and beauty? The question again, the most returned product in north america is mm -hmm. shoes electronics home and garden or health and beauty text in your answers now you could be the game changer in this edition of game show wow okay wow yeah Ready? i have no idea i've never returned shoes i don't know man but yeah yeah well you're gonna have to uh you're gonna have to wait and see about o'hara burn if the shift heads can help you get that question right 877-399-9898. That's our phone number here. And you need to answer that question that Ryan O'Donnell gave you for the text line special. Okay, Ryan O'Donnell, let's get started. Black Friday, shopping habits, good deal or bad deal. Our guest gets to go first. Uh -huh. Of course, it's his birthday. He gets to go first. Ben, where are Amazing. we going? What, what are we uh... Ah, it's Black Friday, so let's go Black Friday, and let's. It's because it's my birthday. We'll go for the. We'll go for the whole kit and caboodle. We'll go for three deals. Ooh, three deals on Black Friday. Three okay. coupons. All right. Why not? This is Why a. Not? This is a bit of a historical question for ah, you. Okay? okay. So now this is an American tradition that bled mm -hmm. into Canada, but the reason it bled into Canada is pretty surprising. A lot of people think it has to do with just companies trying to get their numbers into the black, but uh, that's not correct. There was a city that popularized the term Black Friday for a very mm -hmm. specific reason. You don't need to tell me the reason. I'll share right. that with you. But what, Ben, I need to know is what city first popularized the term Black Friday? Was it yeah, yep. New York City, mm -hmm. Los Angeles, mm -hmm. Boston, or Philadelphia? Uh, I know this, actually. I know this, actually. Philadelphia. Oh, because of the Army-Navy game. It is Philadelphia. That is the correct wow! answer. That's a low price. You scored three Black Friday deals. So, yes, wow. there was a term back in the 1960s. Police started to call it Black Friday because there was a chaos. A bunch of suburban tourists came into the city to do their holiday shopping. And, yeah, sometimes uh, the Hall Army-Navy football game would be at the same time. And the huge crowds led to some 
chaos, which you can find only in a city like Philadelphia. Love it. Yeah, well done, love. Ben. Brotherly love. Thank city you. of brotherly love. Wow. Three deals to get us started. Shane. All right. You're up next, um, my friend. Categories here on Game Showy Black Friday shopping habits. Good deal or bad deal. I'm going to go, since Ben went deep in three coupons there, I'm going mm-hmm. for I go on for three deals and shopping habits, Ryan O'Donnell. Three oh, nice. deals and shopping habits. Okay, Shane, here's the question. Mm-hmm. What is the busiest shopping day of the year in Canada? Is it mm-hmm. Black Friday? The day before Valentine's. Cyber Monday. What? Mm-hmm. Day before oh, Valentine's sorry? Day. Oh, that that's... Or actually, uh, for, for men, it would be like Valentine's Day around 4 yeah. p.m. Before you go to work. 4 p.m. 449, 459, that's the same. Have you ever been to a flower shop on Valentine's Day at like 5 p.m. when the men are picking up flowers on the way home? They are lined out the the door. Ladies, men are terrible. That's what they're doing. And there was a guy I saw one day, totally off topic, but I don't care. He was standing there. There was the big long line. Everyone's buying the flowers for Valentine's Day, shopping on the way home, and his debit card got declined and he couldn't pay. Uh, And all of the fellas... We're heartbroken. They're like, and so no one they literally, in? all the guys pitched in. They're like, dude, course, we can't let you go oh, home. That's beautiful. Yeah. End of the day. That's beautiful. Can't they did. It. It's beautiful. Okay. The fellas taking care of the fellas. Fantastic. Yeah. The anyway, kid. I totally okay, hijacked well, your question. We should probably start that over. though. Okay, yes. So, Shane, your question, because <laughs> we're doing a trivia show, is what is the busiest shopping day of the year in Canada? Is it Black Friday, mm-hmm. Cyber Monday, mm-hmm. Boxing Day, or mm-hmm. the last Saturday before Christmas. Unlike Ben O'Hara Byrne, who knows the answer, I'm simply going to interpret Ryan because I don't know the answer. And so uh, this is a Black Friday game showy. And so if Ryan were put a question about Black Friday and Black Friday, that means the answer is not Black Friday. The question uh, is: is psychology is it going on day? here? Wow! Or this is this is the only way to win, Ben? Is to anticipate Ryan. He's got some bad habits. Um, Cyber Monday, Boxing Day, or the last Saturday before Christmas. Uh, Cyber Monday, still not big enough. Boxing Day happens in July, too, so I feel like that's been diluted. So I'm going with the last Saturday before Christmas, Ryan O'Donnell, because that's what Ryan would do. Uh, okay, well, yes, that's correct. Yes, it is, it is the last Saturday before <laughs> Christmas. Oh, that's a low price. <laughs> that's it actually you know psychology. has a name. There is some serious. It's it, they dismantle my entire psyche on this show. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, nice. it, I didn't know this actually, but the last Saturday before Christmas is also known as Super Saturday. Super Saturday. And there's not usually crazy deals going on. It's literally just I waited till oh, the it's last desperation. moment and go. Yep. It yeah. is the desperation. Yeah. So yeah. Um, your best bet is to try to go at least at the start of December when some of the Black Friday deals and Cyber Monday deals are still on. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you go after uh, for Boxing Day for the V. That seventy show when um, Red and Eric got Kitty, I think a couple of two by fours and an air freshener. Yeah, and that was the yeah, only thing they to, could get. As a reporter, we used to get sent to the mall on the twenty fourth to find that guy. Yeah, and go down to the yeah. mall on the twenty fourth, yeah. find that guy standing looking lost, and ask him what he's doing there. And yeah, stressed looking, looking out, for right? Like you could see them looking for a frying pan for my wife. You'd be like, "Here's a bad idea for you." All right. Yeah, right. How's that going? Single by New Year's. Well, exactly. Three. Ah, I guess we got to. Wait, I I guess I'll stick with Black Friday. Might as well for the two couponies. For two dealios, Black Friday. Okay, this is. Mm -hmm. I love this question. This is a fun question. Okay. Black Friday isn't just busy for the retailers. 
it's also the busiest day of the year for a certain trade. One of the trades is very busy on this day. What type of trade work is the busiest on Black Friday? Is it electricians, plumbers, construction workers, or IT repairmen? Uh, plumbers, construction workers. Hmm, that's a good one. Uh... What was the say? Plumbers, construction workers, IT repairmen, and electricians. Electricians. Well, that's a you know I actually have zero idea on that one, so I'll have to go with 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 IT repairmen since there's IT so much repairmen. so much cash stuff yeah. going on. A lot of cash, a lot of stuff can go wrong. As someone who used to work retail on Black Friday, I can tell yeah. you a lot it does go wrong. But that is incorrect. incorrect. Uh, now Shane has five Shane seconds steal. to steal if he wow. knows the answer. Well, I'm going to go with electrician because uh, down in America, that's the day that everybody puts up their Christmas lights and plugs everything in post Thanksgiving. Yep. So I'm going uh, with electrician. Electrician one. is incorrect. Oh, you guys got it wrong. But good, good theory though. Good theories. Ah. Look, everybody's busy on Black Friday, but plumbers are up to fifty percent busier than normal for two reasons. Yeah. Not only yeah. do you have lots of customers using the washrooms in your stores, also homes have terrible plumbing because many Americans on Thanksgiving flush the food down the sink and clog their oh, entire pipes. Right. So, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The yes. post-Thanksgiving yeah. thing. Got it. Post-Thanksgiving. It's also, it's also dumb. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's dumb. Right. Next. Use a garbage. Game showing question. Our categories are Black <laughs> All Friday. All that turkey down habits. the sink. And every year that, 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 you know, every year that's the bad. Turkey the turkey fat and the bones, the man. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal or bad deal is the third category. I'm going to go with shopping habits, Ryan, for oh. two deals. For right. a two deals. Well, Shane, lucky you. You just scored the best deal of them all because you just landed upon the text line special the home field advantage wow. all right shift heads oh, look help at me that. out i added the birthday kazoo in there because i thought you know maybe ben would land on it for some luck but uh oh. it looks like it's actually oh, shane's wow. birthday today too oh, so boy. this was a question for the listeners and the listeners only so shane even if you know the answer you cannot tell me it it is up to the shift heads to decide your fate so for two deals what product is the most return in north america Mm -hmm. shoes electronics home and garden or health and beauty we got mm. lots we got a lot of texts on these from winnipeg to hamilton to truckers and lots of for health and beauty that's a very common answer here and yeah, yeah. the other big one is shoes those are the wow. two nobody it talked about electronics it was either the texts were either for health and beauty or or shoes and the correct answer was shoes oh wow yes. and edging oh edging by two texts wow. was indeed oh, shoes. Nice. so yes you do get the points you do get it thanks to the listeners shane you just got heads. two dealios because more than 44 percent of all items returned are shoes more than 44 percent of all things which makes stores sense are i shoes. mean buying it shoes online you need to know the shoes right like yes, i i do. bought a pair of adidas uh, some runners. I ordered two yep. sizes and I just returned one to the store because the right. shipping was for free. Right. So, I mean, this is where you can get real good and scammy on the deal. So I bought one pair of shoes. It was like free shipping over a hundred bucks kind of thing, right? Well, the yep. shoes were eighty nine ninety nine. I didn't qualify. So I ordered two pairs of shoes, got free shipping, got a 10 and a 10 and a half, kept the 10, returned the 10 and a half to the store, got free shipping, got my money back in the other pair of shoes. 
All Genius. done. Wore them out one night, sent them back, right? That's, that's, oh, that's I don't do old. that, though. Although that's, that's, that's people do that too. All right. So with that, Shane is now in the lead with five deals yeah. to Ben's yeah. three. However, Ben, you're up next. Where are we going? Yeah, so I guess we'll take good deal or bad Black deal. Black Friday. Uh, yep. Good yeah. deal, bad deal. So I've got one three deal question in that category. Uh, go might big? as well do the three. Might as well go, go, go big, big or go, go big. home on your birthday, go big right? Or go Why home. not? Why not? All right, All right. Ben, I'm going to give you. So this is how this is going to work. I'm going to give you right. a product and I'm going to give you the price it is at. Oh, I need you I've to tell show, me if you think this is a good deal or a bad deal. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Good deal or bad deal? Ralph Lauren, a button front woolen blend overcoat at the bay for $227.50. Is that a good deal or a bad deal? That's tough. Uh, $1, Bob. No, I I would say that's a good deal. A good deal. Unfortunately, it's not that great of a deal. It is not a good deal. You save thirty-five oh, percent. No. However, retailers will often offer promo codes that combine prices and discounts <laughs> after Black Friday, where you can get the same code for sixty percent off. Never oh. buy clothes on Black Friday. Always do it after Black Friday. Is Got not it. a great time to buy Got the it. clothes. I misunderstood the concept of the question, but anyway, you know he's right. tricky. This one, he's he's a millennial. Yeah, yeah, so, see, I don't I don't know Ryan well enough to be able to read the psychology of it. You would no, have said, do. trust me, the way he said it's a pretty short there, story. The way he said Polo there, <laughs> exactly. Polo oh, Ross, lots of pictures. If you're reading yeah. Ryan's mind, there's lots of pictures and pretty colors. I can tell you that much. Yes, and a coloring book, in fact. And a monkey. Uh, and a good book. question. It's now, just a dope, good advice too, Ryan. Good advice, by the way. That, mm-hmm. I, I'm here to serve. Now, Shane, you're up next. We got time for another question. Now, if you okay. get it wrong, Ben could steal and tie it. Yeah. Okay. He can steal and tie it if I get it wrong. Oh God. Well, I'm going to try to seal the deal here. I'm going for okay. the good deal or bad deal for two coupons. For two coupons, good deal or bad deal, Shane? A Lagostina artiste clad hand hammered stainless steel cookware set basically a set wow. of 12 pots and pans at canadian tire for 2.99 good deal or bad deal 299 dollars 299 dollars for uh pots and, pans. pots and pans 12 pots and pans 12 of them that's a lot of pots and wow pans. well that'd be probably a pretty good deal but um i don't think so i'm gonna say this is a bad deal because uh, I'm frugal, and there's nothing wrong with this frying pan, Ryan. There's no need to buy new ones. Uh, well, Shane, I'm sorry. You're very <laughs> wrong. This is an incredible deal because that retails for $1,300. Oh, my God. $1,300 oh, wow. <laughs> oh you could save. Now, Ben, wow, because really? you got it wrong, you get to go. I, I get I'm going to ask st- you a question, okay? Oh, I thought I just so, got to steal by saying it was a good deal. <laughs> that's No, that's too easy. So I'm going to give you another I'm quick joking. good deal or bad uh, deal, and sure you can thing. tie it, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. Good deal or bad deal? LG yep. 75-inch 4K Ultra HD TV for $900 at Best Buy. Good deal or bad deal? Uh, I'll say good deal. Good deal? Ben, it's a great deal. It's 500 bucks off. It's a fantastic deal. Wow. Yay, That's we tied. Price. <laughs> we tied. Okay. Now, how do we go? Well, we're tied. We're going to tie. Okay, we're going to do a little tiebreaker here. And yeah, so here's gotta, how right. tiebreakers work. Uh, I'm going to ask a question, and the first one of you to say me gets to answer, and then you can go. All right. All right. But if we get it wrong, the other guy wins. The other, yeah. uh, oh, yes. Geez. 
Yes, okay. that's right. Actually, that's right. you know what? How about on. this? I'm going to give you a question, and you guys are both going to give me a number between 100 and 500. Whoever's closest okay. wins. Okay. Without right. going over? Okay. Without, without going go- over. <laughs> without going over. <laughs> yes, without going over. Okay. What how dollar? much money? Okay. How much money did Canadians spend on Black Friday last year? Give me a number between one and five hundred dollars. One hundred and five hundred dollars. The closest one wins. All right, Ben, you're the guest, and it's your birthday. You can go first. Per person, per person, right? Is that the yes? Per person, not per household. Individually, how much money did Canadians spend on Black Friday last year? Um, one ninety nine. One ninety nine. Sure. Without going over, right, Shane? Without going over. Without going over, Shane. Uh, well, I got to give myself some room. Without going over, I'm gonna say 400 bucks, right? 400 bucks. Well, Ben, O'Ba- ben O'Hara Burn, Ben, you guessed 199, Shane guessed 400, and the correct answer is that Canadians on average spent $385 oh, total, which means Ben, even though you're low, you didn't go over. That was way ben low. That was way low. Uh, that's a real steal. That's like betting the dollar. That's betting the dollar on prices, right? Yeah, that, but yeah. I mean, hey, if it works on the prices right, I mean, that like forgettable trivia show, like, come on, it works here. So come on, it there you go. Here. Ben O'Hara Burn. You won on well, your thanks birthday. for the birthday gift. Thanks for the birthday gift, uh, folks. That's very nice of you. Happy I'll birthday, Ben. All yeah. right. Thanks for having me on, and look forward to the next time. As always. It's Game Showy with our new champion, the birthday boy, Ben O'Hara Burn. You can listen to his show on the radio before the shift. Every single weekday. Well, except for the days that we're not on the same day because the shift is on the night before and Ben's on the next day. It gets really confusing that way, and that was a terrible idea, Shane. Why did you bring that up? Thanks, Ben, for being a part of Game Showing. Thanks, shift team. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.